was the last game before Christmas. We won't get into any of that. Uh, welcome to Terrace Talk. Norwich City uh, look, getting ready to host Cardiff City at Carrow. Their final game before Christmas. Of course, they, they do head to uh, Watford on Boxing Day. So we'll probably bring you another Terrace Talk before then. Although probably won't be filmed on Christmas Day. I'll hold my hands up and admit that. Um, <laughs> um, but we, we are looking ahead to Norwich City Clash with Cardiff. Delighted to be joined by Ollie Stockdale, who is um, an audio description commentator. Um, Ollie, we're having a bit of chat about this. Um, tell us about the difference between perhaps being a, a, what, what you class as like a radio commentator or a television commentator and, and maybe the sort of commentary you do, because it was, it was really interesting to hear you sort of describe that off air. Yeah, so um, my my form of commentary audio description is a very descriptive uh, form of commentary. It's uh, it's very different to your standard commentary, and, and even very different from a radio commentary. It's all about um, following the ball and uh, painting a picture in in the in the listener's head, because um, obviously they can't see what's going on. So you've got to make sure that you're up to date with the action, um, following the ball across the pitch, being as descriptive as possible. And as I was mentioning to Connor, you know, it is, it is quite a demanding. Uh, on your, on your voice and on you as a commentator. So uh, it's great to have co-commentators come in and, and uh, provide some information in, in, in the breaks when you know the ball does go off the pitch or whatever. But uh, yes, yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, and it's a, as I said as well, it's, it's a really rewarding pastime uh, providing um, commentary for people who, who really, really need this uh, this service. And uh, I actually spoke to um, Lord Blunkett, who's a, a well-known um, MP. He's, uh, he was state of... Uh, education i believe and he was also backbencher and he uses the service and um, the alan march sports service and uh, he was saying about how essential it is um to to people who use it um, and he's used it around the ground so it's it's a really really important service and uh yeah it's great to provide it so yeah <laughs> yeah well, it's, it's great work that you do um ollie thank you very much for, for joining us and uh, no and, uh yeah it's um it, 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 we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Cardiff City and their season at the moment. I'm also delighted to be joined by David Lamb. Some of you uh, might know him as, as Huckabee's Barber on Twitter. So I, I guess, really, David, the, f- the first question I've got to ask you, oh, and, and may- maybe not, maybe uh, the, the having a few technical issues with, uh, with David, but we'll, we'll bring him back in a moment. Um, Ollie, let's, um, let's kickstart things by talking about um, Cardiff City then. Neil Harris in charge, currently sitting 10th in the table, three points off the playoffs. I yeah. think from from the outside, you could maybe say that things are, are looking fairly well. They're in a fairly decent position, maybe. How how do you feel as a fan, and how are other fans feeling about Cardiff City's progress at the moment? Well, it, it all it, although it, it may look on the outside, as you said, it might look great. Um, at times, it feels like you don't know what to expect as a Cardiff fan. You don't know whether you'll turn up to a game and we'll play brilliantly and get the three points. Um, you don't know whether we'll turn up and we'll be dreadful. Um, and like we like we saw midweek, um, it wasn't a brilliant performance from Cardiff. Yet we ended up getting three points. It's uh, it's a really strange time as a Cardiff fan because you know we're looking now again for this game against Norwich for our sixth win in seven games, which all looks brilliant. Um, but if you actually watch the games, Cardiff um, haven't been playing, at least I'd say, um, anywhere near the, the, their best ability with the players they have and the quality they have with the likes of Wilson and Moore. Um, and some other players we brought in the in the transfer window. Um, Cardiff really have some great quality within their team um, to play top quality football, but it just doesn't seem to happen a lot of the time for Cardiff. Um, and although we've pulled out some really important results recently, um, I'm not filled with confidence still. Um, despite as I said, looking for the six winning seven, it's uh, still not filling me with confidence. This Cardiff team, and I think Cardiff fans are still worried about what's going on what's going on at the club so uh yeah a couple of changes within the team that you know you've seen throughout the season 
um, players coming in, obviously more injured now. That was a huge blow for Cardiff fans. Uh, for Cardiff fans, sorry. Um, but Glatzel stepped up and um, in the last game, obviously scoring. Um, so he's a really influential player for Cardiff at the moment, and um, it'd be interesting to see how he does in the weekend against Norwich. Absolutely. Um, hopefully, we've got David Lamb with us now. No City fan. Some of you uh, may know him as, as Huckabee's Barber on Twitter. Which um, David prompts me to, to ask the first question. Hopefully, if we've uh, we've got a solid enough connection, um, are you are you a hairdresser? Have you cut Darren Huckabee's hair? I have not. No, no. It's just, <laughs> just something that was funny in about I don't know 2004, and just it didn't seem that there was any point getting rid of it. Really, it's you know it's one of those kind of you know. Grant Holt's boots, that type of thing, and it just uh, it just went from there. And then it became easier for it just became easier for that, and um, and so uh, yeah, I stuck with it. It's actually quite funny because if ever I tweet him, like there's only once he's responded, and it's not like I'm stalking down. I can be anything, but it's just that. But it's quite funny. I think he's kind of ner- there's almost some sort of nerves that you know. Like he's like, I know. Should I be worried about this? Like, he's, I'm taking his image right stuff because I've got his photograph on my Twitter feed as well. So it's uh, so yeah. I don't know quite how he uh, he responds to that, but anyway, there we go. I have not cut his hair. That that maybe is a is a better story than than if you'd have just said, yeah, I've cut Darren Huckabee's hair. So, so I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, David, how are you feeling about Norwich City at the moment? It was um, a, a really good win, I thought, against Reading in, in midweek. They, they currently sit top of the table. Everything seems to be looking fairly rosy for Norwich City at the moment. Even the injury crisis is, seems to be easy. Well, it really is, isn't it? I mean, the funny thing about this is, it, it, I mean, people are always kind of looking for similarities between now and 20, 18, 19. And there is some similarity in that. In 18, 19, we didn't have such a chronic injury crisis, but we had a number of people out. And it seemed that whoever came in was able to do the job and was able to do the job as well or better than the, the, the player coming, coming in the back. But when you saw the injury list, and there was that famous um, famous tweet uh, trope that someone put out where you had the entire first team squad and like every single name was crossed out bar about, you know, a bare 11 or 12, something like that. And you thought, oh, this is going to be awful. Well, look at the record we've had since then. I mean, I think we've, you know, we've lost against Luton and that's it. So it's been, um, it's been amazing. And I mean, and it, well, the funny thing is, so I was texting my brother the other night and was saying, uh, I don't know how we're getting this done. But then actually, when you looked at the game last night, we kind of, for all that it was 2-1, we kind of outclassed them in terms of playing. So, yeah, that was going to be, you know, over overconfident and marching into a game against a team like Cardiff, who, you know, obviously a formidable opponent at the best times. You, 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 you've got to say we fancy our chances because for some reason we're being able to get it done, we're being able to get it done with class. And then when you look at the players we have, we do have, you know, a series of players who I think would probably grace a number of championship sides, right? When you think about, you know, Buendia and Cantwell, Pookie, um, Cruel, you know, we've got some, we've got some players that I think, you know, most of most people would be pretty jealous of. So I think that's got a factor into some of it. But yeah, I, it's it's still unbelievable to be sitting here with 40 points off 17 games. That's, that's, not 20 games, that's amazing. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, Ollie, that, that seems quite a, an apt opportunity to, to bring you in to speak about Cardiff. And, and it was interesting there. We've we've had David and I'd certainly echo his sentiments about performances and, and you've referenced performances um, sort of from, from Cardiff's perspective as well, maybe not being up to the standard that the people expect. Is that just a, a byproduct of the current schedule, do you think? It's, it's a, more about kind of grinding out results and if so does that favour the style of football that Cardiff try and play which maybe um, I, I know certain people would, would be very vocally sort of vocal against but very sort of physical very direct football maybe that that could work a little bit better in the current situation 
Yeah, definitely. I think grinding out results is is something which um, a, a championship team looking to get promoted definitely needs to do. And um, I think although we have the quality to play uh, fantastic football, um, at least I feel that to a certain extent, it just doesn't seem to be happening. And, and uh, grinding out results at the, at the moment is is how Cardiff are uh, uh, picking up their impressive form. I think we've taken uh, 15 points from the last possible 18 um, so as a Norwich, uh, two, two of the most informed sides in the championship, I think Norwich taking 12 points from 12. But um, I mean, when, when Neil Harris, uh, sorry, when Neil Warnock left, it looked like this uh, style of football at Cardiff, um, of the hit and hope almost style, it, it had gone. Um, but we've, we've actually seen more of that. And we played a 4-4-2 in a couple of games um, with more, when we played more Anglatzel up front and uh, just trying to grind out those results and the last minute headers from Morrison, etc. Um, and really, well, we, we've got the points is, 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 is the main is the main objective, of course. Um, but the style of football still isn't really um, what we're looking for, I think, at, at the club and especially at Neil Harris. I'm not sure if that's what he's looking for, but you know, he's, he's brought in some really good players with Wilson and also Ojo um, bringing some good performances and um, Obviously, we're very dangerous from set pieces. That's somewhere where we've uh, excelled well, throughout the years, to be honest, even when we were um, in the Premier League. And obviously, lots of the goals, again, this season um, coming from set pieces. And I think that's something which um, hopefully on Saturday we'll look to maybe exploit um, against Norwich. Hmm. You, you reference um, style of play. He obviously inherited the Neil Warnock side <laughs> as well, but he, he was sort of known for that at Millwall, wasn't he, in yeah. terms of the style of play? So it, it, in terms of sort of, decisions over who to replace Neil Warnock. I think it probably was a, a fairly smart choice. But how, how much, I mean, you kind of touched upon it there in terms of style. How much does that matter to Cardiff fans? Because we kind of see it and, and even we've, we've seen it this week with, with Sam Allardyce going to West Brom, I think, to an extent <laughs> where a couple of years ago they were maybe getting a bit fed up with Tony Pulis and, and his style of play. And then they, they seem to have almost gone yeah. a bit more in that direction. Is it is it such a big issue for you if, if teams are getting results or do Cardiff fans want to see a different style of football, do you think? I think, obviously, we, we want to see that um, attractive style of football. Um, but as long as we're getting the results, I'm not... Uh, Cardiff fans, I, at least uh, most of them, I don't think are particularly bothered. However, as soon as the results turn, um, then all the backlash is down on um, on the team for the, this awful style of football. The hit and hope, there's no direction. Um and all this kind of stuff. Um, so it really depends on the results for how Cardiff fans almost look upon uh, this style of football, if I'm being completely honest with you, Con, at least that's how I look at it. Um, because, you know, if we get three points, um, if it hasn't been pretty, obviously we don't tend to complain about it. But as soon as those results start going against us, um, all the criticism comes down on Neil Harris and the players. So um, I think to a certain extent, the style of football is important um, and also I think it's really important if we're looking um, to get promoted and go to the Premier League I don't think we can stay up with the style of football that we we have been playing for years now um, I don't think it's attainable to stay in the Premier League um, if, if we somehow manage to end, um, get, end up getting promoted so I think changing that style is really important um, if we get but at the moment, as I, as I said, we're finding ways to get three points, um, not playing pretty football, which um, Cardiff fans aren't really complaining about at the moment. <laughs> no, absolutely. Especially with the the form that, that you uh, sort of listed there, what, five wins in, in six? I think that would that would make yeah. it, which is, um, which is fairly impressive stuff. David, are we, are we expecting a, a clash of styles at, at Carrow tomorrow? We've seen how Ollie has, or listened to how Ollie has, has spoken about Cardiff and their style of play. And 
Norwich obviously try and do things a little bit differently. They like to have possession of the ball. They like to uh, to move it around and and try and play through sides rather than than maybe over them. Um, are you expecting a, a clash of styles tomorrow? I think it, yeah, I think you're probably going to get that. I think the question is going to be how we react to it though. I mean, it was interesting um, in the Blackburn game was probably the team that gave us a bigger run, albeit they were at home. Uh, and they actually tried to kind of, they tried to do a little bit the same that we do. Right? They tried to kind of play through us a bit. They tried to to, to play the ball um, and didn't sit back on us, pressed us, um, didn't necessarily let us enjoy the possession that we normally come to um, try and get, tried to play the possession game a bit themselves and actually had a fair bit of joy doing that if we're being uh, truthful. Um, so it's really about, I think we've all seen the clash, it's just a question of how that goes. I think we're going to see, I think it will probably be a more physical game than the last couple. Um, and, and again, you know, given where we are, given, you know, some vulnerability, I guess, from a point of view of injuries and so on, see how that goes. Uh, but it's really going to be, so I think clash for sure, it's just going to be a question of how we react to it. And um, and I think we will see, I think we'll see goals tomorrow. Um I think that we're probably it's going to be one of those types of games that I don't I, I've got a funny feeling it won't be two one I've a funny feeling it will be you know it could be kind of two three uh, three two that type of thing I'm not going to say two three uh, three two that type of thing but uh, you never know could be wrong yeah absolutely it's um it's, it's going to be interesting just on on that point about physicality again I've just come out of Daniel Farkas pre match press conference about about half an hour. Or- or so ago and he spoke about obviously Tim Krul a little bit of a setback in terms of his injury which means Michael McGovern is is going to be in goal for Norwich again tomorrow um, would you have any concerns about his physicality in this game particularly given how strong Cardiff are from set pieces I think that we have been aware I mean we're, we're certainly spoiled by having Tim Krul and I think you know his size has meant that you know some of the frailties that we obviously have from set pieces have been um, in some way uh, compensated for by this. And it's clear that in the last few games that even though I think Michael McGovern has, has grown in confidence just with match practice, certainly his position seems to be better with every single game. Um, certainly more confident shot stopping now than he was at the beginning. And, you know, we, again, we saw, you know, a great example of that, uh, you know, with that fantastic save, uh, you know, against uh, against Blackburn the other day too. Um, but yeah, his size definitely is a consideration. He's not six foot four, right? And 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 so I think that that might be something that I, I think you could see Cardiff looking, and I'm quite sure they didn't. And um, you know, Ollie will probably tell us that. But I think you're going to see a side that probably would have been doing a lot of work on set pieces this weekend because I uh, over the course of this last week because I think that they will see that as being a potential opportunity to uh, to exploit from our point of view. And, and McGovern's McGovern's a part. Of it. He's only a part of it, right? I mean, again. There has been this leitmotif through all of our sides and all of our sides from the very beginning that, you know, there's definitely persistence around zonal defence and there are defensive frailties. For all the fact that we defended better this season, or rather we've had more clean sheets this season by this point than we have in any other, that's still there. So, yes, there's definitely a point around McGovern. Uh, you have to say it's not just about McGovern. It's about the defence as a whole. So... Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I'm reckoning, you know, Cardiff are going to be looking at set pieces big time over the course of tomorrow's game. Yeah, I think you're right. And you're absolutely spot on as well. It's it's not just about Michael McGovern. And of course, there is a structure over that. But um, I, I thought McGovern did very, I mean, it was a brilliant save, wasn't it? You, you referenced the Blackburn one, but also the, the Reading one in stoppage time from the free yeah, kick was, exactly. was excellent 
as as well. Um, Ollie, uh, let's let's ask you about those aerial statistics and the set pieces then, because I, I had a look. I think earlier this week at um, some of Cardiff's aerial statistics, and they are insane. They are quite away ahead of anyone else in in the division. Norwich, as as David has said, clearly set pieces or defending them is is a bit of an Achilles heel for them. Certainly was last season, maybe to a lesser extent this season. But Stoke had a lot of joy in in, in the game at uh, the Bet Three Six Five Stadium a, a few weeks back with set pieces. Is is that really the the strength of this Neil Harris side? Is that where maybe you'd expect the goals to come from? Yeah, I think some people would would uh, some Cardiff fans would like to uh, stay away from that and say, oh well, we've got the quality of you know Wilson who can. Uh, hit hit fantastic goals. We've got um, pace down the wings so to, to put balls across the box. But I think ultimately uh, that's where we've been causing teams the most problems. You know, Morrison and, and Moore and Glass all causing absolute chaos in the box throughout the season. And um, I really I expect Norwich to have um, most of the possession in the game. So I can't see Cardiff. Um, I, I, I think if Cardiff are going to um, score goals, I think they'll be mostly from the set, uh, the dead ball uh, situations and from set pieces, um, unless unless we have uh, players going down the box and or unless something crazy happens. But uh, I think definitely um, that's going to be where uh, Neil Harris is going to be looking to exploit Norwich on uh, Saturday. And I think Norwich fans probably um, that's what they're most concerned would be most concerned about. At least that's what I'd be most concerned about is the danger that Cardiff have from set pieces. I mean. Even you know this season under Neil Harris has been uh, such a threat, and you know even even in previous seasons when we had Neil Warnock as a manager, you know it was always something that kind of thrived out with set pieces, and uh, it's just continued this season. So um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you've you've probably sent some shudders down uh, Norwich City fans' spine <laughs> for, for what you've just said there in terms of set pieces. But um, I, you mentioned the pace out wide. I, I want to speak about one of those options, which obviously is is someone Norwich fans know well in in Josh Murphy. It, it kind of feels like maybe and I know he, he got he got booed off in the uh, what, what was it last season uh, against Preston or or, or or the year before, but doesn't quite feel like it's it's maybe worked out for him in in the way he would have hoped when he when he arrived at Cardiff. Yeah, it's it's a really weird situation because um, we all know, well, at least most of us know the ability Josh Murphy has and the potential that he has, but he just seems to struggle to find his feet and he'll find an odd goal here and there and you're thinking, oh, well, there's the potential. Um, but it's clear, really, that he just hasn't um, fitted really into this Cardiff City side. I'm not sure whether it's, it's his form affecting him, whether it's confidence. Um, I'm really not sure, to be honest, and it's clear that um, Harris prefers maybe Ojo over him or even Hoyler at that. Um, and I, I, I almost feel for Josh Murphy at times. I, I think he gets um, he gets a bit of stick, to be honest, when um, when he's not performing. Um, but yeah, he's just really struggled, and uh, I don't I don't think he'll be in the starting. Well, I'd be surprised if he's in the starting eleven against Norwich on Saturday. But um, I think we I think I know, um, and I've seen sparks from Josh Murphy to to suggest that he has talent and that, that he could be a major player within this Cardiff City side. But um, it's not looking like that he's, he's in Neil Harris's plans for the, for the start 11 throughout this season anyway. <laughs> which is which is very interesting. I remember when uh, when, when Josh and Jacob left Carroll Road and, and they were very highly thought of by supporters, albeit they did have to deal with, with a little bit of criticism as well. Yeah. Um, David, let's, let's on... on we're on the topic of attacking players. Let's speak about um, Todd Campwell and, and Kieran Dow, both of whom came on against Reading. And, and I felt kind of impacted and changed the game slightly. Obviously, Kieran Dow, we have to take into consideration that he's, he's had a fairly major injury and been out for a few months. But would you like to see either of those start against Cardiff tomorrow? 
I think we're still looking at them as impacts. I think that, you know, so yeah, to Dell, he's definitely on his way back and you could see that in the game. There's definitely, definitely a bit of rust there, although what I thought was good about him was that he's got a certain amount of, a certain amount of courage in there. He wants to get in, he wants to get forward um, and he wants to try and influence the game. I would rather try and exploit that, I think, than have him start. Um I would say the same thing with Camwell as well. You, you're still seeing that he's he's getting he's still. I think there were signs that he's still sort of on the way back. He has his injury wasn't as severe, um, but I, I think you're probably more likely to see them start on the bench um, just because of that. And again, back to the point around physicality, right? We're looking, I think, for a bit more steel in those positions at least. I would say for the first 50, 60 minutes of the game tomorrow. Uh, game tomorrow. So. Let's see, but I think it's bench for both of those for right now. I think they're going to be lots of games that they're going to be looking for them to influence um, over the early part of the new year, and I'd rather have those oh, those guys fresh for that. Interesting, and I, I'll just ask you as well about the the number ten position, that attacking midfield position. It kind yeah. of feels again, it was it was an issue last season. It kind of feels like it's beginning to crop up a little bit, but maybe being sort of disguised a little bit by the fact Norwich are winning games. But Marco Stieperman hasn't really hit the heights he did two years ago. See Mario Vrancic play there and, and maybe not necessarily put in the performances that he has as a as a deeper lying midfielder in those games where Norwich have had a lot of possession at home. In, in your view, what's the solution to that position? Because it does feel a little bit like, although Norwich have got Buendia and, and, and Josh Martin, who, who's done well, but maybe didn't necessarily have the best game at Reading, Campwell as well, we could throw into that. Kieran Down maybe as someone to come into that position, but it, it kind of feels like a position maybe that's still a little bit up for grabs in this Norwich side. I think it is. And I think there's there's kind of two ways of looking at it. On the one side, you can say no one shines necessarily in it, but by the other side, by, by exactly the same token, you can say glass half full, you know, Anyone who's sat in that position has done the job. The the other thing I'd say is that if you look at where we were, this I mean again, 2018-19, you know, we got an awful lot of joy from the flanks, and it, you know clearly we had we had strength in abundance both you know both in the forward positions and obviously the wing backs. Um, that continues to a degree. Obviously with Max who looked great, uh, Max Hans who looked great again. Um, on uh, on on Tuesday night, so so that was that that was that was great. I think in the number ten position, I think you because of the influence of players just kind of running and kind of working either side of Pookie. I don't know that the number ten is as critical to us in this season as it with this campaign as it was in in eighteen nineteen. That's again, I think, been masked by the fact that Pookie knows where the goal is. We're scoring goals, um, so it's perhaps not feeling that way. Um, I'm actually not as down on Stieperman as a lot of people are. I think he's, you know, he had a really rough season last season. There's no doubt about it that he's not cut out for the Premier League, in my view. I think he is. This kind of is a bit more his his version. I think he's been he's been a little more influential. Hasn't hit the heights, say, but I think he's he's doing he's doing the job. I think um, let's see what the rest of the formation actually looks like. But I think our influence is kind of coming a little bit more from from the from the flanks than it is than at the number 10. I think we'll see. I think if he starts, I wouldn't be that bothered. Um, but I am very keen on seeing Vrancic play more of a role, particularly in the games. Again, whether tomorrow's a like game because of physicality is another matter. But um, I, I think seeing him play uh, the creative role in the middle there is um, it, I'd like to see more of. I think this whole piece, this trope around him, you know, being too, you know, he's not, he's not able to run as much. He's not able to put the strength in. He's put a lot of minutes in this season already. He looks, he looks okay to me. Yeah, he's a little, he's a little older, but um, I think he needs to be given a bit more credit for that. So, Branchich, Superman, I'm really not too 
Basi Wai. I think tomorrow, though, is, it's going to be an interesting to see how we set up in the middle. Who's going to be? Who's going? To, where's Steel going to come from? That's going to allow the creativity in the middle, and that's going to be that's going to be an interesting call tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely, and he has to get that balance absolutely spot on, doesn't he? I think yeah. we, we saw maybe at, at Blackburn the best example of that with with Tetty and Skip. I just wonder whether he'll be tempted into into that partnership again tomorrow. Um, Ollie, let's um, let's let's kind of talk from from your perspective. I, I, I ask you a question that. I ask all of our opposition fans when they come on, I ask you to imagine that you're Daniel Farker stood on the touchline and you're, um, choose your colour, black, green, he's, he's worn as well in his time, Parker with with the with the flowing hair. Um, how, how do you approach this game? What particular areas do you look to exploit? Where are, where are Cardiff's frailties? Um, I still think, to be honest with you, the, the, the midfield of Cardiff, when uh, when packed in there, I'm, I'm not ever confident about it. I think and we really miss... When Rolls and Volks are playing together, I think um, Norwich can dominate the midfield um, if they choose to and dominate possession. Um, and it's just, and obviously we've had problems in in defence this season and throughout the season. I mean, we we scored uh, Swansea scored some really really scrappy goals against us in that game, and we conceded some really scrappy goals in midweek. So it's clear that there's some um, holes to pick apart within this kind of team, within the midfield, within the defence. Um, and I just think with Norwich, as long as they can um, successfully defend the set pieces, as long as they can make sure that Cardiff um, don't start to put pressure on them. I think a lot of it is down, to be honest with you, um, how how Cardiff approach this game, uh, how they're looking to play. I don't, I don't think they're going to try and uh, keep possession in the game. I'm not sure if they're going to try and outplay Norwich. I don't think that would be a good idea. So... Um, in terms of if I was a if I was a Norwich manager or player, I'd be looking to exploit that defence and dominate that midfield. To be honest with you, <laughs> interesting stuff. Um, in terms of what you just said there, has, has there been evidence from your perspective that Cardiff have struggled against sides that have, have kept the ball? Or have you not really seen that this season? Yeah, I mean, well, with the, with sometimes when Cardiff, um, sometimes Cardiff actually prefer it when when teams. Um, um, keep the ball because they just they almost don't know what to do with it sometimes when they've got the ball. Um, I think you know in certain games you can tell that they're they're, they're confident, but just sitting back um, and waiting waiting for the right moment to maybe break. As we we had a couple of nice counter attacking goals um, with I think with Wilson scoring one of them and uh, Ojo scoring one of them early on in the season. So I think sometimes it's kind of more comfortable when teams have the ball. Um, and I suspect that Norwich will probably uh, have most of the possession. At least that's what that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. So uh, it might be a slightly more comfortable um, position for Cardiff than um, some people might expect. Um, so I, I don't think Cardiff be too worried about Norwich having all of the ball because that's not really the game that Cardiff have been playing when they've been getting these results. Um, I think they need to be careful that they don't start um, too slow because in certain games... You know, we've got a goal down and we've made it really difficult for ourselves to come back. I think if Cardiff start quickly and um, can start putting some pressure on that Norwich defence and, and the goalkeeper as well, um, I think then we've got a good chance in this game to, to get some points and, and maybe maybe even get the three points. We'll see, though. It's going to be a tough game for Cardiff. Interesting. I know. I noticed that you um you brought up the Swansea defeat. I, I thought I, I wouldn't uh, pressure any any further. So uh, <laughs> so that's uh, we'll, we'll we'll leave it there in terms of that. Um, David, in terms of how you view this game going tomorrow, are you kind of expecting it to be much of the same really to the games that Norwich have had at Carrow Road this season in terms of teams maybe allowing them the ball and and, and asking questions of them in terms of okay, then can you break us down with it? I think if they're going to, if they're going to do the whole 
we will you know, we'll let you have the possession and we'll, we'll kind of let you let you come on to us i think ultimately again because we you know the fitness thing i think also tell, tells them all i think we will probably just about win out um but you never know quite how it's you never know quite how it's going to go with this i mean i don't think we're going to we're certainly not going to do anything any differently um we have had a great deal of success with that with a number of different sorts of, uh, of opponent and i think you know we'll see cardiff as being you know very similar yeah it's, you know there's a, as, as i said we talked about the physicality i think that will be that will definitely tell um i think if we can if we carry on doing what we're doing in terms of enjoying the possession looking for the openings uh trying to use the flanks but you're looking for some of those three balls i think you know we'll, we will probably win out and i think in certain circles look at the number of penalties we've had as well as so we, we certainly at over the course of the season for a number of different opponents so i think that shows you know some of the attacking intent that we have i think that um you know i can i can certainly see us winning the game i think the danger will be if we concede, as we have done, um, some daft free kicks and some daft areas, and you know we go behind to one or two set pieces, it's a completely different game without wishing to state the obvious. And it will, you know, I think then they, you know, an opponent like Cardiff will be extremely difficult to break down. So I think that's kind of what we have to ward off, have to ward against, and you know where we're vulnerable, the times of the game that we're vulnerable, just before half time kind of it seems to be around 15 minutes then there's kind of that 10 minute period the other side of, the set of, of half time these are the times where for some reason we have a bit of an issue concentration wise so that i think are going to be the danger spots but i mean you know like and I, this is in, in any way meant to sound arrogant um but i would say that yeah looking forward to us potentially you know us winning the game tomorrow for sure but i would say that wouldn't i well absolutely well well you've teed it you've teed it up nicely there then david i'll, I'll ask you in terms of a score prediction, which is which is always dangerous for people to make, um, you, you kind of sounded like a man who's who's very positive. Um, let, let's see if that's reflected in, in a score prediction. How do you see it going in terms of scoreline? I'm going to really regret this. I'm going to say three one to us. Oh, happy days. Well, that would that would be a nice uh, escape away from the the two one victories, which are very nice. Yeah, you can't you can't be one little two one anymore. Like you know, I was there was a time I was going to nickname. We were going to have hashtag United. I was going to call us binary FC because it was one nil or one nil one nil. Now that's become two one two one two one. So who knows? But but yeah, that's what I'm, I'm going to we're going to buck the trend and say three one. Interesting, brave, uh, Ollie. How, how do you see it going from from Cardiff's perspective? Uh, are you with David? How do you see this game panning out? And then, of course, I'll ask you for your score prediction as well. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a very very difficult score prediction to make. To be honest, I'm not sure when when there's going to be a lot of evidence back in my back in my <laughs> prediction. To be honest, but uh, I mean, I think I got to try and go with Cardiff. Um, it's going to be difficult, really tough um, game for them. But obviously, you know. Both us and Norwich are in really good form, so it's going to be a tough game for both sides. I think if Cardiff can get that first goal, um, start making the Norwich defence question themselves, maybe question the goalkeeper, um, I think maybe Cardiff might pull out a result here. But I'm not sure where from, but uh, <laughs> but I think I'll go with two one. But um, as I said, Connor, there's not a, there's not a lot going behind that. But uh, it's, it's it's a really important game for both sides and. Um, Hopefully, for me as a, as a Cardiff fan, we can we can get a result here. If if not if not a, the three points, then a, a draw would be a kind result for us. I think I, I think we take that to be honest. Um, but yeah, just just make sure that uh, we can make make some uh, 
sorry, just make sure we can try and make sure that this this uh, Norwich team question themselves and uh, question, you know, are they okay in defence? You know, is there problems at the back? And uh, if we can start to make them question themselves, then uh, this this Norwich team could could struggle possibly. But um, you know, if we go a goal down, um, you know, early in the game, then um, it could it could all go very wrong for Cardiff quite quickly. I think. Interesting. Uh, right, gents, thank you. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for watching as well. Um, of course, Pinkin.com, the place to go for all the latest No City news and views. We'll be at Carrow tomorrow. Certainly going to be an interesting one. You can join us on our various social media uh, pages as, as we look ahead to the, the team news about, I think, South 12 kickoff tomorrow. So we'll be about half past 11. So it's um, it's a, a nice early start for us at Carrow Road, but um, it, it means we get a little bit of our Saturday to enjoy. Um, Jen, thank you very much. Stay safe and we'll see you again Cheers. very, very soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Ollie. Talk to you later. Thank Bye. You.